Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. And this is how Stella got her groove back. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Ooh, that music ran out on me already. That's good, because we're going to do this in a, as a one-take Sally. I appreciate all of you guys hanging around. This episode's coming out just like a day late. Whatever, we're not going to get into it, the drama of the situation. But we are going to get into a few things today. Um, you guys, I turned on MILF Manor. Oh, it's unhinged. It's on TLC Go. I know a lot of you guys have been watching it, but I've only watched like one and a half episodes so far. So I'm not going to be spoiling too much, but there's a lot of it out there. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, I don't want to get into the Oscars so much because I think everybody else has like beat that to hell. But we are going to talk about one little piece of it in a moment. Um, Drag Race. I do want to discuss that a little bit. And uh, let's talk a little bit about... You know, our Pedro Pascal news, you know how we have to always get into that. But anyways, um, and you know, I'm going to diverge and I'm going to be all over the place. So we also have to talk a little bit about Vanderpump rules. You know what I mean? The scandal of it all. Because actually right now, you guys, I'm really, really, really enjoying the show. Okay. Before we get any deeper into the situations and into the bingeable, into everything else, I do want to go ahead and just kind of let you guys know um, a couple more details about some things that are going on. Okay, so we do know that friend of the pod, uh, Joe Whitaker, is no longer with us, and so we are going to be having a memorial for him on April 2nd, okay? So we're doing things a little bit different, a little bit more his speed of how he liked to do things, and so we are throwing a little bit of a tea dance that afternoon um i know some people are asking like why is it called happiness um because joe's not here so we're not happy and that is true we are very unhappy because we do miss our joe um but joe loved the song by alexis jordan called happiness um look for it it's a wonderful song it has this really beautiful melody it has great lyrics and everything and it's just one of those kind of songs that just kind of makes you feel happy whenever you hear it and um that song has a past with joe whitaker in that um his ex-husband who is no longer with us as well it became a memorial song for him because it had to do with the way that it made joe feel when the two of them were together at their first parties you know joe came out later in life go back to the old episode that we actually have with joe whitaker um earlier in the timeline just do a search of the timeline of the bald and bingeable episodes and you can kind of hear um how amazing of a man he was and his whole story and so but Back into what we're talking about right now. So this song became kind of a tribute. And a lot of the DJs who know Joe knew this song was like a happy point for him. So like T-Don and Kitty Glitter and DJ Max Bruce, you know, they they know the history of the song, I think. And they know the importance of it and how it just made Joe light up. And he was dancing and he doing his little cowboy sway on the side. Uh, so what's happening on April 2nd is Moe's 
Urban Moe's here in San Diego, uh, has given up their Sunday afternoon lineup and they're we're going back to where everything started. So Joe's first parties, when he started throwing a party and started sort of throwing tea dances, were at Moe's uh, Universe here in San Diego. So we're going to go back to where it all began. Glitz Glam is over there with her Church of Glam every Sunday. And then they, um, so be do keep your eyes out for that uh, because it is a wonderful event. And with that event, they usually record a live episode of GGTV with Chad Michaels and Glitz Glam. So it's Glitz Glam's TV. It was, you know, a lot of you guys know her 11 minutes, you know, that she does on, you know, on, in the mornings that she was doing throughout the pandemic and everything. And now this is like spawned into this wonderful, amazing, successful podcast over there. Um, so GGTV, the show. And so that happens normally on these Sundays with a live studio audience. And then they go into their church of glam and it's just like a raucous event. And so this one time, though, the very first weekend in April, we are going to kind of invade. Um, right now, with the future of the DILF parties and everything else, I'm not going to get into all of that. We will just kind of keep your ears and eyes open to see what will be coming in the future as the dust settles on all the situation. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. And... Um, but for this afternoon, Joe's closest friends, uh, Bill Wolden, Keith uh, Roberti, and Aaron Heyer, who um, they are throwing this event along with Joe's partner, Colin uh, Boudreaux. You guys know him. He's also been on the show here before. And um, the Church of Glam, myself, we're going to be doing a little memorial that afternoon. So we're going to be taking over the afternoon there. Um Please do find in my link tree, you guys will find RSVP, RSVP, oh my goodness, I'm like all over my words, um, our, you can RSVP there at Eventbrite. There is no charge for this event. We will, we will be taking some donations for Sunbirth Youth over here at the LGBT Center in San Diego. Um, one of the projects and, and foundations that Joe really did donate to during his time with us. And... Um, so we're going to kind of just further his legacy and we want to give away a little bit of that. But the reason why we're asking people to RSVP is because we know this event is going to hit capacity at some point. So that's what we are doing. Um, so please do go ahead and reserve yourself. Make sure you guys show up early uh, at one o'clock that afternoon. We're going to be doing a special GGTV remembering Joe with Glitz Glam, Chad Michaels and a bunch of his friends. And then at two o'clock, we're going to be doing a happiness tea dance with DJ Max Bruce. It'll be from two to six. Uh, we're considering it a private event, but if you do come over, we're probably not going to turn you away at the door as long as we have not hit capacity. Um, but do keep an eye out for that. Thank you guys so much, April 2nd. Okay, now that we have gotten a little bit of that, uh, I don't know. Events are always like so like, woo. But the thing is, is the reason why we're throwing this event isn't like a reason that I really want to be doing a party, you know? But I think that we have to honor his legacy and we haven't really given our friends and family a time to mourn. If you were really close friends with Joe Whitaker, please do get into my DMs. I want to speak to you guys about another private memorial that we're going to be doing. But this one that we are doing at at uh, Urban Mo's is open to the public. Again, nobody is making a profit off of this. We are going to be donating. The, the There's drink specials that have been going on for that afternoon. So this really is just us trying to honor his legacy and keep the party going and keep the music on and keep the lights pumping. So, okay. 
let's get into some things. I don't want to get into Oscars too much, but I know last week when I was here with Annie, we did discuss with you guys about how Lady Gaga wasn't going to be there. I was reading an article from Yahoo News, blah, 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 blah. And then the chick showed up and we knew that she was going to show up. But um, she showed up, looked amazing in couture, full beat on the face. But if you really look at those pictures of her in that, like, sheer gown, you know that, like, that wasn't Lady Gaga walking the runway. You know what I mean? Red, walking the red carpet or the champagne color carpet this year. Um, that was Harley Quinn. Like, you know that she, like, punched somebody in the back and she probably fucked somebody in her dressing room. You know it. And so, um, but how amazing is this girl that she was like, didn't have time to prepare and do all this other stuff. And then what she did was, is she sat on stage in some ripped up jeans, her chucks and a Madewell t-shirt, um, and delivered and delivered. She had no choreography, no movement. She didn't, she, until the end, she got up and she hugged her band. That was the most Gate Gaga was giving you on the movements, um, but she came through, y'all. Like, like um, you know, she performed Hold My Hand, and it sounds great. And Hold My Hand and Lift Me Up were two songs that I didn't really necessarily appreciate when they first came out. Uh, Lift Me Up by Rihanna, you know what I mean? But um, after, like, seeing the film, like, after seeing the film, I'm so... I'm that girl, right? You know what I mean? I went to university. <laughs> um, but after seeing the film Wakanda Forever, or No Condom Forever, whatever what, whatever they say it. <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme? The No Condom Forever? <laughs> no Condom Forever. Okay, that was really, maybe that was problematic. Okay, take that out. We aren't taking things out. Don't use that. Um, against me. Anyway. <laughs> Lift me up and hold my hand. Those are two songs that I have grown to like. You know what I mean? I think it's because they just like browbeat pop music into our heads. And plus, they're just about like two of our divas who like when they give us something, we're like, please give us more. Mm, it's good. Um, okay. <laughs> so there was that. I think everybody's talking about Thames in the audience, you know, with her big white dress on. I'm sorry, but that was rude, girl. That was just like, like, I'm hoping that it was like retractable and that she like only had it up whenever she knew the camera was on her. Because if not, that was rude. The girl behind her looked desperate. She liked that little kid drowning um, in the meme. You know, the meme where it has like the kid drowning and there's something underneath the water, blah, blah. Um, you guys, I'm talking in memes today. And this is what happens when I talk about myself, but this is what's going on. Okay. I think the other thing is too, is I am in the process. Okay. I don't want to make this like a big deal. You know, like I think the other thing about the bottom vegetable situation is that I do talk about like getting older, you know, cause I am a uh, man of a certain age. And uh, yesterday I was at the doctor, um, this time the eye doctor to go get my prescription, you know, my, my little eye prescription refilled. And I only have one good eye. Long story. We'll talk about it later. Anyways. Um, and so when she was doing like all like the different exams and all that sort of thing, says everything great bill of health. I don't need a new prescription except for we are now encouraging readers. Isn't that rude? Like she told me. Yeah, I think that we're, we're, it's time for readers. We're just kind of, we're at that point. Like, we're at that point, we're at that age. What are you saying, lady? Okay, I can see you got Botox. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I love her. I love my doctor. Um, but yeah, so I'm going into a reader situation, and she was telling me, maybe we'll go into progressives. And I was like, 
progressives is like a nice way of saying bifocal, right? And she was like, essentially, yes, but they don't have that line. They're made really wonderfully now. But what's great about them is, is that, you know, like you come home, bra off, contacts out, put my progressives on and I can watch TV, look at my phone. I'm not getting a headache because, you know, our eyes just aren't as, as elastic as they once were. Like, okay, she just told me my pussy dried up. No, <laughs> but like, it really did feel that offensive at, in in the moment. And I was like, that is so rude is what I told her. <laughs> just kind of joking around and we like had a nice little laugh about it. But anyways, so with this whole getting older situation and now I'm like kind of thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I usually like, okay, I'm a big boy. Like, I know I'm not like the body. Um and I carry my weight well, but right now I'm just kind of feeling like I want to just lose a couple pounds here and there. So I've started intermittent fasting again because it's like the easiest way to kind of pull off some weight here on myself. So right now you guys are getting me at a, um, I don't know, 16 hour fast. I'm like on hour 16 or something like that. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like Kelly on The Office. Are you guys watching that? Um, The Office now on Peacock, they have like these new like longer fan favorite episode situations. I am appreciating it. They're up to season six now. And so I was watching them the other day. I I actually tweeted about this too. And I was like, um, I'm like watching the episode. And it was uh, one of the episodes I was watching is, you know, when Michael Scott is um, and Jim, they're both they're both co-managing you know, Dunder Mifflin at this point. And I find Michael Scott adorable, you guys. I don't know. Maybe he's my crush of the week. I know this television show from like 20 years ago, right? Um, but, but like, it's just, he's cute. He's cute. And then when he gets like happy, like genuinely happy about something, you know? So uh, I don't know. There's something about Steve Carell. I know that he looks slightly like a brother of my real life partner. So maybe that's the situation that I'm kind of in here. Um, but yeah, I have a crush on Michael Scott. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah. So the office, those those things are really, really great. And what I love is that you've seen him a million times. So you can put him on in the background and I can do other things. Um, okay. You guys, Lindsay Lohan's pregnant. How cute is that? She posted something on her Instagram, uh, a little baby onesie with a little graphic where it says coming soon. And Paris Hilton's like, welcome to the mommy club. So like our 2000 girls are doing well. And so I just think, you know, as long as we get like a little bit of like a check here, check in here and there with Brittany and that she's just twirling in her cheesecake factory of a home. I'm okay. You know, Ashley Simpson, y'all like we were talking about her last week, but she's got some good work done too on the face. But anyways, Lindsay Lohan, she's pregnant. Um, Speaking of Lindsay Lohan, I actually watched The Bling Ring this past week. And all things real. It's on Showtime. Um, so you can get on your Showtime app, that sort of situation. Or if you're one of those people who use Amazon Prime and then get the Showtime app, whatever you do with that. I don't know. I'm not in your home. I'm not telling you how to live your life. But um, The Bling Ring, you know, the Sofia Coppola's, like, opus to the early 2000s is now on Showtime. Uh, Emma Watson's in it. Um and some other people, and I cannot remember names right now. But anyways, I think Emma Watson's like the one. Hermione Granger is up in this, and she plays the Alexis Bledel character, which is just perfect in my life. Um, Alexis Bledel? I'm sorry. It's not Alexis Bledel. It's the other one, Alexis. The one who um, 
she had the whole phone call. Anyways, the Vanity Fair thing, all that. So this whole movie is based off that Vanity Fair article. Um, they do take their artistic liberties, but it's fun and it's so early 2000s it hurts. And then the other thing I saw too was that Paris Hilton, the house that they say that's Paris Hilton's, really is Paris Hilton's house. What? I mean, like for real. So that's really, really cool. Um, I hope my voice is coming across right now the proper way for all of you guys. Um, okay, so Bling Ring, love the movie. If you guys haven't watched it, watch it. It's like an easy watch. Nothing really happens that's super consequential. Um, but then I would watch that and then run over to Netflix and watch the Bling Ring documentary that they did over there based on this movie. Because it's just, it's great to see what really happens. And they really do cream pie everybody in the face at the end with like making everybody seem like they are doing so well, so well, so well. And at the very end of the documentary, they, like the green screen comes down and we like see what's really going on in these people's lives. Um, love. Okay. So I know we talked about that earlier too on the show. I watched Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Uh, another one of those, it wasn't, it was up for an Oscar this year. It's a Jenny Slate situation where Jenny Slate had this character voice that she like came up with years and years and years ago, keep the dream alive. And now she made a feature film that was up for an Oscar. So she's winning. It is very cute. It's stop motion animation. Uh, and it's about a shell who lives in his little home inside of a house plant that ends up being inside of a bigger home where this couple lives. And it's a story about separation. It's a story about grief and loss. It's a story about being cute. <laughs> and it's a story about just kind of like pushing forward because Marcel said um, what it is is that somebody is staying inside this Airbnb, which ends up being the house that Marcel lives in as well. It's his home that he lives in with his grandmother and uh, this Airbnb person finds Marcel. This is stop motion animation crossed over with regular real, like real life um, film. And it's, he basically, this man finds him, makes a video, it goes viral online. And then Marcel is dealing with being a viral sensation while still living in this house. And then his family and him have become separated. So get into the show. I get into the movie. It's very cute. Uh, if you are a fan of like Bob's Burgers, then you know Jenny Slate's voice. And then, you know, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious, you know, from Parks and Rec and all that. So really good. Jenny Slate and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Go run over. Watch it. Love it. Okay. Milf Manor. You guys. Okay. I've been hearing hearing here and there about this whole MILF manor situation. And I wasn't sure exactly like, am I going to like it? Blah, 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 blah. And then I realized I have TLC. So let's go for it. You guys can use the TLC go app. It's on your Apple TV. It's on your Roku, whatever else, all that sort of thing. I don't exactly understand it, but I know that I have it. And I was able to log in with my cable because I have cable because yes, I also have dental and health insurance. So I have cable, dental, and health health insurance so you can kind of say i'm winning and then i also have a fridge inside my garage so it's like i'm like one of those rich kids when i was growing up don't come rob me we do have an alarm anyways um <laughs> milf manor so milf manor starts out right and it is a dating show a la almost like love is blind mixed with bachelor mixed with 
too hot to handle that sort of a thing. So they have all these people like out in this villa and it's all these women and they are there. Uh, and you can tell this was like filmed in the height of COVID because they are so excited to be on a vacation. And it's like one after the next, these women in their prime, anywhere from like 40 years old. I want to say like the younger one is like 43 all the way up through their sixties. Right. And they are beautiful women who have children of their own lives, everything else. And now they are of the age that they can be considered a MILF and they're hot old or women. So you're watching this and you know, you have all these different characters that kind of come in. There's like this woman named Kelly. She's a complete vamp OC, like orange County man eater, blonde banging body, that sort of a thing. Um, I know this woman. And then there's like, um, another woman, this Asian woman named Soon Young, who she is, she first comes in and you think, oh, she's this innocent thing. And then as you start to kind of, she starts to unveil more and more who she is. She is just down for a good time. Adina Howard freak like me. Okay. That's her. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so it's like all these women, they are all like meeting, you know, at this like villa. It felt like bad girls club, you know, when all the girls first like meet each other and they're all sizing each other up because it's like, this is my competition because I'm about to be on this dating show, very bachelor in paradise. And so, yeah. So what kind of a guy are you looking for? I'm looking for this kind of a guy. I've been in this. I'm a nurse. I'm a this, some of that. I've been divorced for 18 years. I've been divorced for five years. I've been my daughter, one woman. Okay. She is real frail. You guys, the moment you see her on your screen, I felt unsafe. I felt uncomfortable and I know her name and I didn't write it down here. I want to say it starts with like a C it might be like Charlene or Carol or Kanya or something. I don't know. Who's Kanya? What is Kanya? Kanya is not a name, but if your name is Kanya, please DM me because I would like to know a Kanya. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, but this woman is, she's like real frail. And like, and then you find out that like, she's had like severe trauma. Her daughter, um, like has passed away, not even like a year before they do this show. So I don't know what the people who are casting this were doing besides like, okay, we're going to make some TV. And they went there. Okay. Anyways. So MILF Manor. So all these women, they're all like meeting each other, blah, 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 blah. And then they like tell the woman, okay, well, we're going to meet your guys. And then they put up this like big, um, like a big scrim you know what i mean and all these women are all standing there at the edge of their villa in a scrim and the men are going to come in and then they like light it up and they see all the silhouettes of the guys and they see like you know oh this one's got dreads this one you know has got these big broad shoulders blah blah blah, blah. and then they open and the women look and the guys are like all excited to like and well as they're like meeting the guys was they're going up to be behind this little scrim situation as each guy goes in they're like talking about, you know, like, yeah, I love a mature woman. I'm looking for a girl, you know, that, you know, has already got her things together, blah, 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 blah. And so you can tell that all these guys are younger, you know, so the whole thing is MILF. So they're going to go and it's like a younger group of guys who are like in their like their 20s, right? I think like there's like one who's like 23 years old. Okay. And some of these women are, you know, they're 40 and, and over. So the thing is, there's like a good 20 year age difference. I think that's great. I think it's cool. There's a big age difference between me and my partner. We will get into it later. But anyways, okay. So on this MILF Manor situation, so all these guys are like coming up. And so as they get up and over into the piece here, right, um, behind the scrim, the scrim drops and the guys look and the women look and they realize those are their sons. Those are their moms. Okay. So all the guys, that's the big swap here is that the guys thought that they were going 
on like a vacation to go meet these meet some women and the women thought that they were going to go on this bachelor kind of vacation and they actually are crossing back and forth so the thing is is so now these women are like roommates with their sons at this beautiful villa probably i think in mexico or whatever and they are going to be doing like speed dating and dating each other and, and like this whole bachelor in paradise kind of a situation where you know you can date my son you can date my mom blah blah blah, blah. and it is so awkward it is so crazy the way that they first like to like when they give them these challenges like okay so you guys are gonna all get your rooms but there's two amazing rooms two beautiful suites that you guys can have you know that have like the jacuzzis and blah blah blah, blah. and the way that you get this is the women have to be able to, to identify their sons without the their vision they have to wear a blindfold and they go up to these guys and they like have to touch each guy and figure out which one is their son it's a it's appalling it's cringeworthy it's amazing you guys milf manor okay so i know i'm late to this party and but it's like better late than never i'm catching up let's talk about it again in the future so i'm gonna watch a couple more of these and um i will report back okay swapping gears this is not going to be a very long episode today because it is me by myself. Uh, and I need to go eat something because, you guys, I'm hitting <laughs> a crazy point right now. I'm hungry. Okay, Drag Race. Let's talk about it. Um, okay, since this episode is coming to you right now on a Saturday, I did watch the most recent episode on the Friday night. So if you have not watched the Rusical episode of Drag Race and you care, don't listen. But anyways... So we know that like last week they sent Marsha, Marsha, Marsha home, which that lip sync between Marsha, Marsha, Marsha and Anitra was pretty fantastic. The free willy moment come up through. Okay. So that's one of like top 10 that sits up there with shut up and drive with Evie oddly versus Brooklyn. You know what I mean? That's a great, uh, a really, really great lip sync to go down with anyways. Um, now this week we have the Rusical here, which it's so rude that they got rid of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha before the Rusical. Like we have the Broadway star who gets knocked off before the Rusical come through. Um, anyway, so we have now the Rusical this week. I thought the Rusical was actually really good. It's just like one of like the better ones I thought, like musically, like the voices sound good. And the whole bottom two being with Lucy, like I thought she was kind of killing it. So, I mean, but the thing was, is they all really, really did an amazing job. So now it's just like splitting hairs. I mean, really, it's really where we are right now in the season. Um, I don't know. I like this season, but it's not like my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite season. Um, there's no comedy queen. There is no really funny girl. Like everybody is like silly and they entertain us and like, you know, some of it, some of it does well and it gives me a little chuckle. But the thing is, there's nobody who's like given me those like one liner kind of things, but, um, but I am appreciating it. They're very, very, very entertaining. Okay. So there's that, um, my little drag race situation. Let's go over into their Pedro Pascal. We are now done with the last of us. You guys, I'm so sad because this is like the crush of the moment. We're going to find a new crush eventually, but let's like talk about this. Um, but anyways, so Last of Us, I did appreciate how it ended. Uh, I did feel like 
it was just all set up and it was like, are we going to get one more episode? No, we have to wait for a whole another year now for the next season because it just kind of like was escalating, escalating, escalating. And then we got no real ender. So it was kind of like the most action happened in the last, the second to last, the penultimate episode. Um, this one was all like, kind of like come down. And now we're now seeing too, that this, um, that Ellie is completely like traumatized. So we'll see where this story goes. But in the Pedro Pascal universe, I'm over into the Mandalorian. Um, it's cute guys. Like I like Mandalorian. Like the first season was like, it was a hit this season. It's kind of there. We're getting some side stories. We're getting this and that. And I think it's just kind of like, Oh, it's, it's a star Wars property. So I'm going to eat it up because I've like grown to really, really like, you know, the star Wars canon. But, um, I don't know, like Amy Sedaris, like everything is feeling very cartoony. Like we're going into a really like that place where the first season felt so much more grown up and elevated. Now all of a sudden it's starting to feel like a kid's show. It's starting to feel very young adult, which is fine. You guys know I can get into the young adult fair when we talked about Cruel Summer, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But I was expecting something more. I wanted something else. I wanted something a little bit more. You know what I mean? I want something more to like chew into. And they're not giving us that right now. But it's what it is. I'll take Pedro Pascal how we're going to get it. And then he better be like in another TV show. Now he's like also in like those like ads for like the mansion game that's on like Instagram and whatnot. So that's what it is. Okay. You guys, we've talked about a bunch of things today. So I think I'm going to be wrapping it up right now. We've hit about like 30 minutes. And so I do appreciate you guys like tuning in today for this little nugget, my little solo rant. And if you guys do like these solo episodes, please do let me know. Please do like, comment, and subscribe everywhere. But then also get into my DMs. Let me know what you guys are watching. Let me know what you guys want me to review. Is there something that we should go off on a tangent with and like maybe do like a mini series, a rewatch even? I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling like the show is right now going to be going through some changes and I have some other projects coming. So we're going to get excited about that. But um, that's where we are. So let's talk about our crushes of the week. So we have our person, our place and our thing. So our person right now, I think we're going to go back with the Michael Scott. We're going to go there. We're going to give it to him right now. He could be our crush of the week. Our place that we are going to give ourselves a crush of the week on is going to be McDonald's because I got a shamrock shake yesterday and it was like everything. <laughs> so I will indulge in some fast food here and there. And the thing is, is when there is a seasonal treat at one of these places. And so I got myself a shamrock shake right at the nick of time because they're about to take it away. St. Patrick's Day is over. So I got that. So that's my th- place. It's McDonald's. And then my thing this week it's going to be you guys, the listeners. So thank you guys so much for being here this week. So I know that's like a whole thing, but like I do appreciate you guys listening every week. I want to make sure that we keep on giving you guys content. This is free. It's an extracurricular. And I do appreciate your time in the half hour, the hour, the hour and a half, some days that you guys give me. So good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.